Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With Michelle, I'm Randy, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our great friend, the great Greg Amzinger, lead anchor for MLB Network, native St. Louis and a product of the Lindenwood University, joins us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I feel like today's the day we should be celebrating, but uh, it just doesn't feel that way. It's kind of like magic number is uh, one, and you'd rather clinch the division with a victory, but you lost 12 to nothing. And you and your fan base are just sitting around after you got your butt kicked and you watch the other team that's behind you lose and then you celebrate. That's what this feels like. It's a great analogy. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Unreal. Are you happy, though? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we've got to get baseball back. It's, it's extremely important for all sports fans. I, mean, I don't care if you put baseball on the back burner for the past decade because you got into something else or you're busy with kids, you know, whatever it is. It, this is going to be huge to have games on every day all over the, the cable dial, uh, watching your favorite clubs. You're going to see teams get into players on other clubs they never did before. I felt like baseball was such a singular team sport where people in St. Louis only followed the Cardinals, people in Pittsburgh only the Pirates. We're just clamoring for action in, in, in such a dramatic way that you're going to see baseball fans Get to know a little bit more about the Boston Red Sox. Or maybe, you know, what's going on? I mean, the Brewers have won 12 in a row. I want to tune them in. Man, this Tampa Bay Rays organization has got the number one farm system. Is this Franco kid being called up for real? i got to check it out. I just feel like the way people consume baseball will be different because we're all starving for information and action. We are, Greg, but we're also starving for storylines. And when you look at the NBA, they have the star power. They're going to have no problem. Hockey has their playoffs, which is the peak of their sport that's going to be on display for a national audience. We have NASCAR yesterday. I watched my first NASCAR race ever because we all wanted to galvanize around Bubba Wallace and watch that situation. And Randy and I just did a segment saying, what are the big storylines for baseball that could captivate an average fan who might not be tuning in to watch the Cardinals every day? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, baseball is just a different animal. The great part of the NBA is they've really marketed around the personalities and and the players, and and for obvious reasons, they're not wearing a catcher's mask. <laughs> you can see their faces clearly. I mean, they look they all look like you know male models out there. They're physical specimens. It's 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 easy to market those guys. But when you do reap the benefit of that, you're also going to have some drama. I mean, when they start play again, you're going to hear a lot about Kyrie Irving. And you're going to hear a lot about the guys that aren't wanting to be part of the bubble. Uh, whereas I think in baseball, 
this is crazy to say this, but even if Justin Verlander says, you know what, guys, I'm out. I've made a lot of money. Uh, baseball's back next year. Uh, I might consider it, but I'm not pitching at all this year. If some of baseball's biggest stars say, eh, I'm good, it just doesn't impact Major League Baseball as much as it does the NBA. And with all these health protocols that still have to be you know, green-lighted, you're going to see stars in every single sport that's trying to rush this thing back um, th- that are going to be like, I'm good. I'm, I'm backing away. We saw 40 players test positive recently. If a couple guys get this, who knows what happens? I just think baseball is a bit more um, – it's constructed from a team's perspective where the logo matters more than one singular player. And the NBA isn't constructed that way. And I, I feel like the, the, the birds on the bat on the front of the jersey is what people want to see. Uh, I think the union doesn't want to hear that. But unfortunately, that's just the way the game's built. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network, with us on 101 ESPN. Greg, if I were a marketing person for MLB or MLB Network, I would be starting today with the, the tagline, it's a sprint, not a marathon. I think that's going to be the fun part of this season is that it's 60 games. And Michelle and I were looking at the 60-game standings from last year. Cardinals wouldn't have made the playoffs. Washington was way behind them, wouldn't have made the playoffs. Uh, you had Boston making the playoffs after 60 games last year. So I would take that aspect of this season and sell, sell, sell it. Absolutely. There are going to be small market teams that have to be all in this year. They have to figure out a way. I know we have farm systems with great young talent. They want to have controllable players. The, the, your best players in your franchise need to be up in the big leagues. If I, if I had to, you know, if someone pressed me and they go, who do you think early favorite to win the World Series, early favorite to win the World Series, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Rays. At the big league level, they're, they don't, they're not constructed with a lot of veterans. Therefore, depth always bites them. Uh, when the season gets long, they've got the number one farm system in the sport, yet they've, ver- they've been very tentative to use it uh, at the big league level freely. It's all going to come together this year for the Tampa Bay Rays. They've got young, talented depth now, and they've got starting pitching for days. They've always had a pretty good bullpen. I, I-, I just think that that's this is the year for the Tampa Bay Rays to break through. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, Randy, you probably did too. Remember Adams and Bell, the back end of the San Diego Padres? Yeah. And Heath Bell was an all-star, and Jerry Harrison was playing shortstop, and no one ever thought this team was going to make the playoffs. But here comes the trade deadline, and everyone's like, what are the Padres going to do? they got to go get somebody, right? they got to be buyers. And, and then they fell apart. And the year before that, it was the Pittsburgh Pirates. We were like, oh, the Pirates have to go do something, man. Andrew McCutcheon's a star. They, they got to be buyers. How do you sell it to your fan base if you don't go get a player? So they went out and got Derek Lee to play first base, and then they fell apart. Well, if you look at the season at the trade deadline, man, that's pretty much 60 games plus however many playoff games you could play wouldn't even reach the trade deadline. So you have a shot. Every single team has a shot. I hate the word parity. It's overused in sports, but you have no excuse. You literally have no – even the Miami Marlins, who have so much starting pitching, and they're a great pitching organization. They drafted nothing but pitchers just to, to, to really flex that muscle. They have more of a shot this year than they're going to have in the next five to ten years to go to the playoffs. I'm not saying we're going to win the World Series, but to get a wild card. So every team, if winning is what matters, if that's what the owners are telling everybody – They all have to be in and figure out a way to get a wild card. Greg, Michelle and I have talked about 
specifically the Cardinals with Mike Schilt and the Braves with Brian Snitker. Those are guys that managed in split seasons in minor league baseball. Do you think that has an effect? Do you think that that experience and having to really manage in a sprint benefits those particular managers? 100%. It's a great point. Just the way you uh, put together your starting rotation, you you now – split season is interesting. My other comparison is almost college baseball, you know, like a Friday night starter. You have to kind of look at it that way now because you have Jack Flaherty in your rotation. That is your Friday night starter. How are you going to use him, right? You're going to face other great aces. If Max Scherzer's lights out, but let's say the Washington Nationals rotation is decimated with injuries this year. Let's just say something were to happen. Do you skip Flaherty against Scherzer to make sure you win three of the other four games in that series because their pitching's down? Like, there's just different ways you look at it. You want to win the series. It's imperative to take two of three in every series in a 60-game set. So, yeah, I think you have to manipulate your rotation. You have to manipulate your bullpen. You're, you're going to see um, – yeah, that's the other part of this, too, is, is how will Major League Baseball allow – front offices to send guys down and bring them up. Uh, how freely will they do that? Uh, roster size. Uh, you're going to see guys being sent up and down. Again, there's no minor league baseball, so these guys are working out just to stay sharp. It's going to be extremely interesting. But, yeah, you have to have a different mindset because 162 games is a different sport. I say it all the time. Baseball as a marathon is completely different than once the postseason starts. So this is going to have a feel of more of a postseason, even though it's 60 games. Greg, speaking of that, if you're the Cardinals, how do you deploy Dylan Carlson in this scenario? Mm, That's a great question. I think you bring him. I saw this kid in spring training. This kid's ready. He's ready. I mean, wow. A Cardinal fan sitting at home. You, you have no idea what's coming your way. You can read about it. You, you can listen to shows like this. I, I, I heard the hype, and then I went and watched him play in person. I'm telling you guys, he is a star. He's got the – he's got the, the uh, you know, here's the comparison. I said this to somebody when I was at Cardinals camp this spring. His body language is reminiscent of the first time I saw Francisco Lindor play in a big league game. I watched Francisco Lindor before he ever had a ground ball – before it was at Yankee Stadium, I'm sitting right there on the third base line. I'm just watching this kid that everybody's talking about. And I could tell just in between pitches, everything about a best player in the field. He's the best player in the field. Dylan Carlson's the best player in the field. That is how talented this kid is. I can't I would bring him up right now. I, I love I love all the outfielders that they have. I, I, I just think in a 60 game set uh, for a season, why are you going to stunt this kid's growth any more than, than it's already been? Let's just roll with him, and you know he's going to be wearing a Carlin uniform for a long time. Okay, two more things. One more baseball, one other. I want to start with this. Are you 100% convinced that we're going to play now? Mm, wow, that's a great question. Uh, I, I am 100% convinced that players are going to show up for this abbreviated spring training. Okay. 100% convinced. Am I 100% convinced that there's going to be a regular season? Not exactly yet, because what is inevitable is a player getting COVID-19 once the abbreviated spring training starts in a few days. How baseball reacts to that, how quickly that spreads within a clubhouse, whatever, 
uh, it remains to be seen. So I wish I could tell you um, 100% convinced that there will be an opening day. But as of right now, I'm only 100% convinced that in a few days there's going to be spring training. And finally, Greg Amzinger, as somebody who's seen my short game on the golf course, you you know what it looks like. So rather than practicing it a lot, I just got a couple of new wedges for Father's Day. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Just you get... shouldn't practice. Let me tell you something. My game improved. My game improved when I stopped going to the range. I don't go to the range anymore. Really? I get out of the car. I go right to the first tee, take a couple swings. I might pull my back or throw a shoulder out, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Because when you go to the range, you get this false sense of confidence, right? And then you're like, now you're doubting yourself because you had a great range experience or you were terrible at the range. And now you're panicking even more than if you just went cold turkey out of your car to the first tee. It's just too much thinking, man. Go have fun. Just hit the ball. And you know what? Clubs make you feel good. I don't know if a lot of people that aren't golf fans can understand that. But a brand new club, man, you wake up, you jump out of bed to hit that thing. That's so right. It's, good for you, buddy. Good it, for you. It's a confidence builder. I don't know if it's really going to improve the game, but at least I'll look good. You know what? I swear, I swear to you, I was a I was a 16 handicap without a beard, with a beard. I'm like a 12. I don't know what happened there. I don't know how the beard helped my swing, but I'm a complete. Maybe it's because I just look like a different person, and that makes me feel like I'm a different golfer. Well, that, you know what they say, Greg: look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> yes, I've abided by that my whole life. Hey, we're excited to see you back doing the highlights. I I really hope that uh, on whatever it is, July 24th, that we're uh, talking baseball and have spring training next week. It'll be fun. I can't wait. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Well, I, at, at some point, we'll be talking about, you know, what the Cardinals should do with this young talent or this pitcher, and we won't be talking about any of this stuff again. And someday, when that happens, we'll just hit pause, hit a timeout, and we'll just, like, invisibly hold each other's hands and celebrate that moment, okay? That'll be a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right. You're the best. Have a great day. Thank you, my man. All right. See you, see you guys. See you. That is Greg Amzinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.